Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, 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 English learners. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Michael, and as always, this is Level Up English. I would like to make an episode today, but I think I'm just going to spend some time on my phone, play some games over here, you know, relax a bit. No, come on, concentrate, focus, Michael. I do not want to procrastinate. I want to work hard and finish this episode, and I'll play games later. Okay, so the topic today is procrastination. To procrastinate. Do you know what that means? I'll explain a little bit more in a minute. If you find that word or any other words difficult today, remember that I do have a private transcript course on Level Up English members. And if you go here and access the course, you will see the subtitles for every episode that I make. But also you will see well, what I'm doing with the newer episodes is adding vocabulary lists, private worksheets, and more exercises to help you learn and help you remember what we talk about in these episodes. So if you really want to get the most out of these podcasts, I suggest having a look there. But with your membership, you can also get access to live group lessons with me and other members. You can get access to the private Friday podcast, uh, YouTube videos and private worksheets, and many, many more courses, such as pronunciation, writing courses, IELTS exam course. There is so much there that I have been working on over the past few years, pretty much every single day. It's my passion project. It's what I love to do. So I hope to see you there. Oh, another thing that I did recently is made a Discord group. So this is kind of an experiment. I'll see how it goes. But for all of the members over there, we now have a Discord, private Discord, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like a nice way to chat. You could chat on your phone, like live texting with each other. There's like voice chat, there's, you know, whatever you want to do there. So a lot of people have been sending their updates, telling us about, you know, the weather, where they live and their study methods and things like that. And it's really nice to see everyone chatting over there. But that's another thing you might be able to access if you're interested. But as I said in the previous episode, if that's too much for you, if you don't want to do that, why not try the free lessons? If you click on the link in the podcast show notes below, you can just click on the you know free email lessons and you will get five lessons sent to your email for free. So you've got no reason not to check them out if you want to learn a little bit more. And that's it. I'll leave it there. So levelupenglish.school is the website you need to go to or click on the link in the show notes for the free lessons. And I got through it. I did it. I told you about my updates without procrastinating. I didn't delay. There's, a, there's another meaning of that word, delay. So when we procrastinate, we are putting things off, which means, how can I say it in a simple way? Which means we don't do something now because we want to do it later. I am generally pretty good at avoiding procrastination. 
And I'm going to talk more about why on the private podcast this week. But I think generally I'm quite good at this. I don't procrastinate too much. I wonder if there's anything I have been putting off. Hmm. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. But we've got a few good words here. So one word is, I've got a list here, put off, delay, and postpone. The meanings of these cross over a lot. They're quite similar. It's when you don't want to do something now, so you will do it later instead. When you were in school, for example, or maybe you're still in school, do you do your homework instantly or do you procrastinate and put off your homework until the last minute? I was usually the kind of kid who did it right away because I really valued having that free time and not worrying about my homework. So I did it very, very soon after receiving it. I think that worked well for me. What else have I procrastinated on? Um, I think there's some cleaning I need to do in the bathroom that maybe I've kind of delayed a little bit. I'll do it later. It's not a big deal. Stuff like that. But usually I'm not too bad. But let me know what you guys have trouble with procrastination. What do you procrastinate with? So maybe I'll come back to some tips on how to avoid procrastination towards the end of this episode. But I found a good picture online uh, from another podcast. Actually, I'm kind of stealing their ideas on why people procrastinate. There's a few different reasons as to why we might procrastinate, as to why we might put things off until later. One of these was called skill deficiency. Deficient is an adjective. Deficiency is the noun. This just means we're not good enough at something. So when I'm talking about this today, try to relate it to your English studies and see if anything rings a bell for you, if anything sounds familiar to you. That's what that means, rings a bell. So if you are deficient in something, you're not good enough at something. And often when there's something we find very difficult, we tend to procrastinate and we do it later. So I think that's why many people will procrastinate, you know, packing their bags for holiday or unpacking after holiday. I, for one, love packing. So I do it as soon as I can. So it's not a problem for me personally, but something that I'm not very good at, for example, is, well, I'll give you one example. So last year I did my CELTA, which is a teacher training course from Cambridge. And some parts of that I found very, very difficult. Most of it wasn't too bad, to be honest, but a couple things in particular I found quite challenging and I just couldn't wrap my head around it which means I couldn't comprehend, understand what they wanted me to do. Mostly it was like the long writing essays I had to do. And I found I had a tendency to procrastinate. And it wasn't because I was lazy. It was just because I wasn't good enough. I didn't feel like I was good at it. I was, I was deficient in skill. And subconsciously, you know, without realising, I decided, yeah, I'll do it later. That's future Michael's problem. I won't do it now. So does that sound familiar to any of you? I think that's a common one. And maybe I can talk about some solutions to these as I go through them. So I'm not really an expert. I haven't even prepared for the solutions, but I'll just give you my on-the-spot ideas. So if you have a deficiency in some kind of skill, you're not good enough at something, I think it's probably a good idea to find a way to make yourself good at it. 
So if it's something you're finding difficult, you can ask people for help. That's an easy solution, right? You can just approach it from a different angle and find another way to accomplish that task, right? If it's your English studies and you're procrastinating because you're not good at English, first of all, have that mindset that, of course, you're not going to be good if you never study. You need to study to be good. So there's a kind of a paradox here that you need to get past. But also maybe think about a way to change your approach to English studies. If there's something that's really difficult, maybe you're making it too hard. Maybe make it easier. Go a step down. Change your study methods. Something like that. So that's one possible solution for procrastinating. Another reason why people may procrastinate is when there are external distractions. So things in our environment that just seem much more interesting or blocking us from doing what we want to do for some reason. For example, I would love to record some podcasts today and do some other work for my membership, but I'm just thinking about my video games. I really want to play that game. I really got to kill that boss and complete that mission. Ah, oh, now I'm going to do that. I'll do I'll do my work later. I'll be be right back, guys. Obviously just kidding. <laughs> I could say that. I could though. I, I could just go and do it, right? But hmm, how do I avoid doing that? Yeah, I guess think about what obstacles you have in your life. What distractions do you have? So try to minimize distractions. Try to make what you're doing fun first of all, but I guess also try to schedule in those distractions for another time. So rather than saying no video games, be a bit more positive about what you do and say yes video games after this specific time. So it's not really restricting yourself, it's giving you that time to do those, you know, these distractions at another point in the day. But also we can reduce them, right? So if my phone is not in my hand, it's not going to cause me to procrastinate because it's just not a possibility, right? I think one of the most interesting ways in which procrastination comes up is what we call self-sabotage. To sabotage something means to ruin something, to make something go wrong and break. Self-sabotage is when we make ourselves fail for some reason, and it's a really interesting psychological thing that happens. I will give you one example from when I first started teaching English online and I had a very strange, let's say, very strange idea about how to do that. So I spent ages, hours and hours, planning my lessons. I made lots of PowerPoints and Word documents. I was planning many, many lessons. And this was before I even had a student. But I was saying to myself, no, I'm not ready. I need to make more lesson plans because what if I get a student who books 10 lessons and I don't have any lessons for them? What am I going to do? So I was planning and planning and planning. I think I had like 15 lesson plans and I said, no, it's still not enough. I need more lesson plans. And this is a obvious example of procrastination. And the reason I was doing it, I realized now in hindsight, which means looking back on the past in hindsight, it was a form of self-sabotage. I didn't feel like I was ready. I was scared to start because if you never start, you never fail, right? That's how we see it in our minds anyway. 
if you don't try something, it's impossible to fail at that thing. And doing something new, like starting a business or teaching a class, it's a risk because it has a chance of failing and that's really scary. And we may feel like we're not good enough. So we self-sabotage by saying, I'm not ready, I'll do it later or something like that. My friend has an interesting one where, I hope he doesn't mind, but he tried to do yoga before. And he said to me, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. I just can't do it. But what I think he didn't quite understand is that yoga is not for flexible people. Flexible people happen (laughs) because of yoga. Now, yoga makes you flexible, right? So he was kind of self-sabotaging by saying he's not good enough, when really, in order to be flexible, he needed to practice more. So it's kind of, you can relate it to language learning, right? I'm not good enough at English, therefore I can't join a lesson. But how are you gonna get good if you don't join a lesson? So don't use your lack of knowledge, your fear of failure, as an excuse to procrastinate, to put things off. You need to realize that you do deserve to succeed. You know, you can succeed, you can improve, you just need to believe in yourself and push yourself beyond that procrastination. I hope that is inspiring for you because it certainly helps me. The final one I want to mention here is what they have called addictive escapism. Escapism is the concept of trying to do something else because it's just more enjoyable and we do this a lot with technology, right? Whenever we have a bo- uh, moment, a moment of boredom, <laughs> I meant to say a moment of boredom in our lives, we get out our phones and we do stuff on our phones. We try to make the moment more fun. You know, when you're queuing in the, in the cafe, you look at your phone. And this is kind of a form of escapism to escape the boredom of the present moment. And I think it's a skill that you have to continuously keep practicing to be present and enjoy the moment. I could be thinking now about, I'd really rather be making dinner. I'd I'd rather be playing on Instagram or scrolling or something like that. But if I can just be in the moment, talking with you guys, having fun on the podcast, I can enjoy what I'm doing much, much more and avoid this tendency to procrastinate. Okay, there's some reasons why and some solutions to it as well. I want to do a bit more of like a lightning round now. A lightning round is a quick set of questions that I'm going to answer very quickly. I'll try to be quick. I can be quite a long-winded person. Long-winded means someone who likes to talk about a lot of stuff all the time. I'll try not to be so long-winded. So this article is titled... 10 things that we can end in procrastination. Number one on this one is we find the task unappealing. So if you find the task unappealing, that means you find the task boring. What you're doing is boring. So I'm going to connect these to language learning, English learning, and give my idea of a solution. But again, I'm just one person. I'm not an expert. If you have your own ideas, let me know. I'd love to hear them as well. So if you find the task of learning English unappealing, as much as you can, make it appealing. It doesn't have to be boring. Make it fun. And if it isn't fun, if you cannot make it fun, 
think about your motivation. That will make it a bit more fun when you've got a motivation in mind. Number two is we want perfection. We procrastinate because we want perfection. This is a common one. I think we have to understand that perfection is not attainable. No one can be perfect. All we can do is focus on continuous improvements. Don't go for perfection. Go for those little baby steps getting better and better and that's going to be much more motivating than perfection. Number three is we are too distracted to focus. I've mentioned this one before but physical things remove these physical distractions from your environment, get rid of your TV from your room, your office, get rid of your phone and maybe do a quick five minutes of meditation which will release the distractions from your mind. Number four, we start doing filler tasks. A filler task is like these little things that are not really important, but they kind of fill in your time. It might be like organizing your desktop icons or tidying your kitchen or what was I doing yesterday? I was, I was procrastinating yesterday and I was trying to change my email signature which is completely pointless. No one cares about my email signature. Complete waste of time, right? So when we start doing these filler tasks, I think it has a deeper meaning, a deeper feeling that something is not right. Why are we doing these filler tasks? I mean, this is just procrastination, isn't it? This is a sign that we are not enjoying what we're doing. So I think this goes back to the previous one. Find a way to enjoy what you do. Don't do the filler tasks. Number five is we think we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time to do it, so we procrastinate, we delay. I think this can be solved by having a really strict, clear plan. If you plan what you want to do, that will make it easier. And I don't know, I don't really, I'm not affected by this one so much, but I guess just get started, right? Don't worry about the time, just do it. And if you don't finish, maybe it's not a big problem. Keep going. Six, we mentioned before, we are afraid to fail. As I said, if we don't start, we feel like we cannot fail. Right? If you don't take a risk, there's no chance of failing. But that's not true because the biggest failure you can do is to not take the risk. So if you take the risk and you fail, that's better than not taking the risk, in my opinion. Even if you fail, you still learned a lesson, you still learned from the experience, and you can say, okay, maybe I failed. Yeah. Let's say it's an exam. I failed the exam, but at least I can say I'm proud of myself for trying. I didn't run away and procrastinate. Okay, I like that one. Number seven is we have low self-efficacy, which really just means we don't have enough confidence in ourselves, so we procrastinate. I think this really relates back to number six. Uh, you know, you, you get confidence by doing it. Remember the yoga example, right? You don't get confidence, then do it. You do it and then get confidence. So the confidence will come later. So don't use that as reason not to study or not to do something. Number eight is we are anxious. We're nervous. We're worried about something. And that's a good valid reason to put things off. But I think very often it is not 
actually the case. There's no reason to be anxious. There's nothing to be scared about or worried about. And when you start doing something, you'll realise it's not as scary as you thought it was. That's what I would say to that one. Number nine is we are impulsive. If you're impulsive, you do things without thinking. You do things quickly. Again, maybe if you make a detailed plan, you plan out your study time, that can help. Number 10 is we don't know how to start. Final one. We don't know how to start, so we just don't start. It's a really common one. Again, making a plan can really help with this. For me, I write my plan for the day, the evening of the previous day, and that helps me. But also, keep in mind that starting anywhere is better than not starting. Think about tidying your house. Oh, where do I start? It's so messy, this room or this room. It doesn't matter. Start in one corner, in one cupboard, and then you will get the momentum to keep tidying the rest of your house. And I think it's the same with any task in life. <sighs> Take a breath. <laughs> that was a very long-winded lightning round, but I think we had some good conclusions from that. And I want to give you two questions to end today. One is what time waster are you willing to let go of in your life? Let me know. Think about it or let me know. What is one big time waster that you want to get rid of and you're willing to get rid of? Have a think about that. I'm also curious about how you prioritise your tasks. So when you make a plan in your life, for say for English study, do you do the hardest one first or do you do the easiest one first? I think both can be good ideas. I think me, for me, I, I usually start with the hardest and then make it easier throughout the day. But what do you do? Let me know. Anywho, anyway, let's go to a couple reviews that I want to say a huge thank you to before I get to an inspirational quote today. This one is from Gaida, Gaida, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's something like Gaida299, who says, Hi, I appreciate your efforts and work for this podcast. It's enjoyable and the best way to practice listening. Thank you so much. I like when you talk about all sorts of things in life. It's much more like an indirect way to learn. This way is much more helpful and funnier than talking about grammar. That's good. Anyway, every episode was helpful and amazing. Thank you so much. Another thing, I've searched for other podcasts so I can listen to in addition to yours, but I couldn't find one I like because yours is the best. <gasps> That's amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Gadia, Gardia. That's so kind. I'm so glad that my one was the best. I really do appreciate that. One final one who says, Hi, Michael, I am Jana. I'm going to guess it's pronounced Jana from Saudi Arabia. I've listened to your podcast for about three months. And today, when I listen to the next episode, I find that episode is the last one. I'm really enjoying while I listen. Your topics and your guests are amazing. Keep going. Don't stop doing what you love to do. Uh, this is my first time writing, so how is my spelling and grammar? But best regards. Um, 
Your spelling and grammar looks fantastic, uh, Jana. So thank you very much. I'm really glad that you have listened to all of them in three months. That's amazing. That's a lot of listening. But I hope you're enjoying the new episodes as much as the old ones. Only thing that confused me about your review is maybe the punctuation, the full stops and the commas and that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's that's quite small, so don't worry about that too much. But that could be something to focus on since you asked. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for the reviews on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate that. And a quick quote to end before I lose my voice. This one is from Michelle Ruiz. I'm sure I've spoken about this one before. I feel like I repeat these every time, but it doesn't matter because they're good ones. But anyway, the picture is one that I took in London's Sky Garden, and it's a picture of Tower Bridge. It's a beautiful picture. And underneath there is the quote, If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. If you have negative people in your life doubting you, just keep going, keep pushing forward, and then they will be a distant memory. You can't even hear their negativity anymore. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you very much, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it motivating. And I hope you will not procrastinate too much today. <laughs> See you next week for the next episode. Goodbye for now. See you later. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.